Hello once again, people, and welcome to another episode of the Pen15 Podcast. Today, we have on a special guest, uh, my Uncle Joel. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? What's going on, Pen15 Podcast listeners? This is uh, Joel, Neil Nickel. Uh, let's see, I'm 32 years old. I grew up in New York for about half my life, and then I went to Texas, joined the military out of there, and I've been in the military for about... 13 going on 14 years i'm i'm a military intelligence professional uh, however i'm enlisted i don't make too much money but uh i have met a lot of people with a bunch of different views in my career and i love to talk about it all so i'm glad so I, didn't, I didn't know you actually worked in intelligence so like what do you do um my particular job is to stop enemy intelligence from targeting u.s army equities, personnel, um, infrastructure, and, okay. currently, and currently right now I'm working on the uh, becoming a digital threat investigator. So I'm getting a lot of cyber training right now. Okay, wow. Well, that, that kind of a little bit ties into what uh, I wanted to talk about first. There was this, there's this website, which is actually when I first found out about it, I was pretty, I was pretty baffled. Like I was actually concerned. I was like, how is this a thing? But it's a website where it's uh, it's basically if you, it's a I'm not I'll maybe put the the name of the website in the description. But if you put four or six random digits at the end of it with the first two being um, two letters, it'll end up uh, giving you somebody's random screenshot. And that could be as far as I know, anybody's screenshot. It's random. I've seen some things such as like people's naked pictures of themselves, um, some very, very private information, uh, screenshots of text messages, very personal pictures, stuff like addresses, uh, social security numbers, all that sort of stuff. I it was just on this site randomly being generated. And one of the first things that came to my mind was how could somebody reverse engineer this to be able to find whatever they want or just have access to however many people's information and uh, pictures? Uh, first, I... I haven't actually looked at the link. I know you gave it to me, and I was going to mess with it, but then I got uh, I got sidetracked that day, you know. Yeah. But, um, as far as I'm concerned, the first thing I want to know is what is this site's, like, source? If it's all of the internet, then I need to – then I want to know uh, what it queries out to. And where is it yeah. storing it? The way I think it works is I think there is, like, one of those, um, one of those garbage, like, clean your phone and free up space apps. That'll basically it's it's like a scam, and you download the app, and it'll basically just rip um, files off of your phone. That's that was my understanding of what was happening. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, from what it sounds like, it sounds like it's a it's kind of known as almost like a backdoor or adware combination. Where I guess if you're dumb enough to install an app where you don't read what exactly it's going to do, mm -hmm. or if you use a third party site that isn't trusted by either you know at Google Play Store or the Apple Store or even bring it to the PC world, whatever Microsoft store, if it's not like been vetted through them, then, Hey, you're at your own risk and it's your own fault. That, that, and not to mention apps can't just do whatever they want. They have, there's a thing called permissions and they have to ask, like if they're going to, if they're going to be looking at your files or your pictures at all, they need permission to do that. And you have to give that to them. So you basically allowed it to happen. Yeah. You have to give the file structure, uh, well, root permissions in order for the app to run and, and go with inside the file structure to do whatever the hell it's going to do. So yeah. if you don't read clearly, 
it's kind of like scrolling all the way down to the bottom of a end user license agreement and just clicking I agree and then wondering why you're in court later for some reason. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of that is actually um, relevant to what's going on today, where people are complaining about, oh my God, all these all these tech companies uh, have our have our data, they have all of our uh, our metadata, like they have everything on us. You do realize Google's free. That's huge. Google's one of the biggest things to ever happen to like humanity in general. Not not Google specifically, but that sort of and search engine and, and revolutionary stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's free. They, they don't charge you anything. The way they're making their money is off of your data, and you signed up for that. You agreed to do that in the user agreement. Like it's yeah. perfectly legal what they're doing. They take your information and they'll use it and they'll sell it to advertisers. And that's how a lot of companies like Facebook or you, Google will make their money. Yeah. No, that that's how it works. <laughs> and uh, I guess the issue with the federal government with Facebook and stuff and that's going on right now is uh, they're saying, hey, if you don't make this clear enough to the consumer, uh, that's not really fair. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, because they are aware that nobody reads that that user agreement. Like there's got to be it's got to be a very small minority of people who actually read through that thing. And so, like, they could pretty much put whatever they want in there and it's not really going to. It's not going to be read by much, by many people. Yeah, the only people that care are the people it affects. Um, now, there are sites, I just saw one on Reddit the other day, where um, it basically sums up and gives you the, the most important bullet points on what policy pertaining to whatever. Um, obviously, you know, if you want a YouTube account, then that's owned by Google, linked all your information through Google, and Google can do whatever they want with that information. So whatever you're looking at... <laughs> You know, all that all that stuff sends information back through its algorithms and there's not an actual person behind Google that's actually tracking what you're doing. You're just allowing the system to collect everything on you. Yeah, it's metadata. And that's part of the reason why I don't even I don't even like Google. I, I use DuckDuckGo is because I don't want I don't want a search engine where if me and you look up the same question, maybe because of our political biases, it'll give us different answers. I don't support that. I can't. I don't want to use a a, a sort a resource like that. So I, I I installed DuckDuckGo and it works a lot better. It's completely private. It clears everything and doesn't just keep your information logged because it works. It works fine and it just need to do any of it. So Google can't make the argument that it has to do any of that. They're just doing it to make a huge amount of profit. Right. And I would look at stuff. Um, for example, TikTok. Everybody loves freaking tiktok but uh it's owned by the chinese government and you're allowing them to have all your information that way um not to mention that that kind of brings up the the huawei phones or the 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 huawei phones or however you pronounce that um, huawei huawei yeah huawei you want to talk about those well i know they're banned uh, in the dod and they're a huge threat to you know national security if they're inside uh like like if, if a base you know honors a contract and says you know what, we're gonna we're gonna give uh this base this is how you're gonna have your infrastructure you know telecommunications and internet and all that stuff if it's huawei there's built-in like hardware and software stuff that's not completely you know known by the end user or even the people buying their equipment who just simply install it knowing that all that information just goes straight back to china china doesn't care they just want to be an information superpower and when we found that out they denied it for a while but then they were like all right yeah we'll fix it and then they lied about fixing it. They didn't yeah. fix it. <laughs> like it's it's just so funny. And that actually ties into a really good point with China lying and all with what's happening over uh, in Wuhan. 
Well, all of China now. <laughs> China is seen... a lie. I don't trust anything that comes out of China. Yeah, no, really. Like, I saw... I, the only thing I do trust is I think it did come from that market. Because I saw a video of that market, and let me describe it to you. When you walk down the street into this market... First of all, it's an open air market, so there's bugs and flies on everything. But you'll see like rows of dog cages leading up to the market, and there's like four or five dogs in them. And there's usually like a dog laying on top of it, dead, ready to be prepared to be cooked. Yeah. And then as you walk further in, you see tables full of like rats on sticks. You see anacondas with their heads chopped off, tables of them. There was a, this lady, you couldn't even tell she was working there if she wasn't doing something. She was pulling a a, a cat out of a, a pickle jar basically she it was a pickled cat she was pulling it out of a jar with the tongs i've never seen anything like that and and as soon as i saw that type, type of stuff i was like yeah yeah there's no doubt in my mind that this disease festered here like it, it's just so toxic and like their their um their safety regulations are so mismanaged and like not even regulated that that's probably how directly the disease spread like just from that. And I think directly as a direct cause of this, um, China has now banned the, the sale of wild animals. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't sell wild animals anymore in markets or anything because this is what it was doing. Like you, if you watch that, you can go like anybody can go look up this video. It's like a video of the Wuhan market. There are flies on everything, bugs of every kind, just allowed to be on whatever. And people will just like swat them off like this. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you couldn't tell who was working there and who wasn't working there. Not like not like that the people who working there had any safety equipment or gloves or anything to distinguish themselves anyway. But it was just so packed, like there were no borders basically, and everyone was just surrounding a bunch of tables. Right. Why should they care about the public health when I heard that they're actually jailing and going after people that publicize it? <laughs> they don't they care. They've been they've been jailing people. Um, what the when the virus in it was in its earliest stages, they were jailing people who even mentioned the virus that like if it existed or not. Like it was a big problem because the the number of infected cases has effectively been doubling like every few days. Yeah, that's that's how viruses work, and that's why people need to get fucking vaccinated because. <laughs> well, the new the nearest time we're ever gonna see a vaccine is within a year. That's the least amount of time, best case scenario. Well, if I could just say one more thing about China is you got to be careful. I know we talk about Internet security and all that stuff. And you're worried about your private data. If you think that using like a VPN is a great idea, just try to research who owns that company. Most likely it's going to be one of them crazy Asian countries. Uh, It could be it could be China. So that's another thing, kind of like Huawei, where you're going to be allowing them to collect your information. But another thing about China is... uh, a couple of years ago, I was listening to something where somebody infiltrated a, uh, what was it, like a, like a human prison. And they basically, in order for their human organ market, basically they have a human organ black market. What they do is they jail people for stupid reasons like you said something bad about China on the internet. We jail you. We do health screenings. And then we figure out which organs of yours are the best. And it's, let's say if it's your heart and lungs, they'll shoot you in the legs and the head and they'll while your body is like dying this is confirmed while, yeah there's there's been yeah and um while the person's like dying not completely dead yet they'll open them up and harvest the organs so they're as fresh as possible wow there's just so many people in china that they just don't care they'll kill you for whatever and that's not even like that's not even the scariest part because like 
when you go traveling or you go to like other places in the world, there's a very big chance. Like if it's like not like basically like like the good parts of Europe or like America or like Canada, you're probably just you're probably going to get kidnapped if you aren't staying in like the resort areas. And then you're never going to be seen again. Like you'll be just put into a van and you're gone. There's like a there's like a really decent chance. And what I've been seeing a lot is uh, a lot like a lot of mainstream media push to like be like, yo, women are strong and independent. They can travel to Pakistan alone, like stuff like that. Where <laughs> have you heard about that sort of stuff, dude? Uh, not that one specifically, but I know that uh, you got to have some sort of common sense. Like don't go to the favela down in it's not brazil is it brazil i don't know i don't know but it's like one of them just crime-ridden countries where if you go outside and you're not prepared to defend yourself just hold money in your hand because somebody's gonna mug you just stupid stuff like that but um i'm not vouching for you know i know people don't trust the government or whatever sometimes and i, I may not 100 percent, but i will say if you go to state.gov they have travel warnings for wherever you want to go so if you just if you're not researching the place you want to go uh if you don't yeah. know what to expect, how are you supposed to protect yourself? So whatever <laughs> people, it's kind of like accepting user agreements without knowing what you're getting into. Because your military and your intelligence, I want to specifically ask you what you think about uh, Edward Snowden and everything he's done. Well, I am not a spokesperson for the military first of all <laughs> i have uh, personal opinions and things but uh, yeah 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 yeah. that's that's he, why i wanted to see it's an interesting perspective so i don't know for me that's kind of like my job is to catch people like that now there there is whistleblowers and stuff like that and uh i'm sure i don't know it's kind of a two double-edged sword i guess you could say um because as much as I think the public should be informed because the public is, you know, who's supposed to vote for the people in power and you got to trust their governments because they're supposed to be representing you and all that. But if, if I find out that somebody is doing something wrong with, you know, us person's information, I know how to handle that. I know who to go to. And I know that if they don't do the right thing with it, I can escalate it. And if they really don't comply, then that's pretty, pretty much their job in line. But I don't know anything about NSA. I know that where I work, there's NSA gates. I work really close to NSA. And if you ain't got a specific badge, you can't even like go near that gate. I've heard them. I've heard stories of, I, I can't confirm personally of them. If you come too fast near the gate, they will shoot and kill the driver. <laughs> wow. But we, we also have to understand that, uh, you know, there's the, a lot the of government things. is a necessary type of evil. I guess you could say it may yeah, suck. They have shit, to shit happens. Shit happens. If the public knows about everything, then we, so the way superpowers work is who has the information and we don't want the enemies to know that we have specific information. If they know that they know, they know how to thwart our threat. So that's why we keep it compartmentalized. And that's why the U S public isn't completely, you know, or the, the government's not 100,000% transparent with the U S people, because look at the melting pot. We are look at the ties to these foreign nations people have inside our country. Uh, one thing that was you know. really interesting to me was when Edward Snowden came out with everything he did, people were like crazy for a while, but then everyone just kind of accepted it as a fact of life that this was happening. Like they were just like, oh, wow, that's insane. And then no one really did anything about it. And we kind of just all forgot about it. And it's been years since he's come out and said his thing. So that's just crazy to me that people. That's the like, some yeah, bad, I think some bad happens. It's it's an uproar for a while and then uh what's next, you know? 
Yeah, like that. Um, like that. Uh, that I showed you the the tweet where that random that random fat black guy was like, "Yo, <laughs> bring your family, bring your friends. We gon' we gon' mess stuff up." Like, what? It's so that's so pathetic to basically be like, "All right, guys, grab your masks. We're gonna go not let police into this train station and spray paint the walls." And like, if you have a movement that big, can they at least do something meaningful? Like, for uh... people. For people who don't know what I'm talking about, there's this group called F the Police, and this is the third F the Police. And uh, t- today, actually, it's supposed to be happening today. I haven't actually looked into what actually happened today, but they um, they organized a planned riot, basically, where they were going to go into transit systems and subways and skip the fare, and no police are al- allowed within the area, and they're going to basically just cause havoc. And they their own quote is, uh, any way to f, f f stuff up is how you better do it. Like, so yeah. What do you think about that, Joel? Uh, it's fine. I'm not a huge fan of police and all that other stuff. I think they abuse their power and they're essentially just a bunch of pussies who can't take any kind of criticism or anybody being a little bit defiant, even though they don't recognize their role as public servants. If you do that to like public infrastructure, you're just gonna hurt the economy. Like, taxpayers pay the police and they pay for public transportation. So if you want to go mess that up. You're just screwing the guy sitting next to you. That doesn't even sound like a smart idea because at that point, you don't even have a cause. Like you have sort of a cause, but you're just your cause is F the police. So it's not really too big of a cause. And so by only sitting there and destroying things, you're kind of just deteriorating. Like you're just making it look like you you're just trying to break stuff and you're just trying to upset the balance and you're just trying to cause anarchy and at that point, okay, cool. That you're just going to create a, a situation where all of you are going to get arrested without bail. Oh well. Like, it, it's it's. I think that yeah, there should always be like disobedience, and there should always be like people um, rising against authority and not really going with the the way things are. But at the same time, this kind of this seemed to me like just some sort of. I don't know some some hooligan show. Like I, I did not like it at all. It kind of just seemed like like an Antifa protest or something. Yes, it looked to me like a bunch of wannabes who probably know a guy that's pretty good with video editing software. I, I don't I don't see them as a particular threat, honestly. I think I think they've this is like their third time they've done it. So like it's an organized thing that they do like random times over the year. So. They've done. They've been successful before. So, doing what though? I've never even heard of them until you shared that link with me. I'm like, who? Who are these people? What have they successfully done? You know what? Actually, you. So you watched that video and you saw that it was like a, a, an inciting, a call to action and inciting violence. So like, why was that allowed on? That was on Twitter for like a full day. I don't even know if it's taken down yet. Twitter will ban me for making a joke about like Truvada, but if I literally, if I incite violence against police and say that like f the police they're not allowed no matter what and if they enter it's it's going to be bad for them then then what that's okay that can stay on twitter for as long as they like but if orange man tweets something bad everyone flips out i don't know uh, i don't know if if maybe i don't remember the exact words they use but i don't think they ever i think they have some sort of like plausible deniability where they can say well i never said we were going to like really physically do anything bad we just said we were going to occupy something a judge a judge is going to look at them and be like shut up okay that you shut up you you 
there was a clear intent with what you were doing here. Like they can try to play semantics all they want, but if you look at what they actually were like trying to incite, it was clear that that violence is maybe not guaranteed, but at least like a huge possibility, if not like like just scarily like a big chance of it happening. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I've never even heard of them before, and I you said this is the third time they've actually successfully rallied people to do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I have the, to look that up after this. I gotta. That that's that's my understanding because they uh they had said that in the Twitter video, but um just what, to what state was it? It was New York City. Oh, New York City. Well, apparently though, cops aren't worried. I mean, if they'll yeah, they'll, I would. They'll, they'll mess people up with uh by selling loose cigarettes. So <laughs> they're stupid. But. To jump topics, uh, one of the things that Joel and I were talking about a while ago uh, was actually, like, minority and, like, female representation in movies and how, like, yeah, it's it's cool if you want to, like, create your own uh, – if you want to create your own IP that has its own character that, that's, like, an interesting female or person of color, then whatever, cool. But if you're going to, like, take the Ghostbusters – and completely take every character and make it either a woman or a, a person of color, or if you're going to do that with like Doom or or Terminator or uh, any other example, it's like you can people see that it's just to try to get in views and it's just to try to make people go, oh look, they're inclusive. The guys look, they're they're PC, they're doing what we want them to do. Like everyone can see that it's just virtue signaling. Right, but then again. If they go against what people are expecting, then uh, most of the time that stuff flops. Like female Ghostbusters, great. They're including women. I'm sure those women got paid for being great actresses, but uh, nobody wanted to hear the, their story. <laughs> so um, Ghostbusters. I don't. Know, but all I know is the movie was made. I've never seen it. But I, I was actually reading about this the other day. I was trying to find more stuff to talk about. Uh, that's what I was doing at work. That's what I get paid for um, doing intelligence. But um, <laughs> so. Uh, when it comes to fictional stories in a fantasy world, I don't think anybody should really care. Like, who cares if uh, there was a 20-year-old comic book and the dude was a little bit, you know, brighter or whiter or yellow because there's I, I came across yellow washing as well. Um, if they're going to do a real live action film of it, I don't think the creator ever thought there's going to be a live action film um but in a fantasy world i don't think people should get too riled up i mean if they want to just go online and complain about something good let it, let, it, let it fuel that but when it comes to like true stories if uh somebody's going to redo like a harriet tubman story they better not even yeah. use a white woman <laughs> yeah that's the thing right because they'll say that's horrible if, if harriet tubman if, if if any white character is replacing a, a black character or or a male character is replacing a female character they'll call that whitewashing or they'll just say that that's like discrimination but at the same time you have to think well if that's whitewashing and if that's discrimination then why wouldn't it be just because you're in the minority why does you be in the minority making it okay to do what you just argued is inherently wrong well, see what I'm saying? i would just i didn't say right or wrong i just kind of like misrepresenting in general is kind of like claimed whitewashing as just evil basically like uh, if a film if a, like say blade came out and they just they they had a white guy instead of a black guy that film would be canceled 
there'd be outrage everywhere and people would just be mad and the film would probably get like on all review sites a horrible score. But if they do the complete opposite, it's encouraged and praised and treated like it's what we should be doing and, and, and treated as such like white people have been ruling the world and ruling all forms of media and all facets of life. And so we need to dethrone them, basically. So that's what it sounds like. And if I was a white person, what I would be saying right now is I wasn't I didn't choose to be born to the majority. Like, why is it my fault? Why can't I just be a white actor? Like, why do I have to be replaced because I'm white? Like, it just doesn't seem fair to me. And if I'm going to argue for the same points for black people, I should probably argue for the same points for white people. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I necessarily don't have a firm uh, stance on either side. Um, I didn't choose to be born white either, but um, I'm a, I'm a fan of equality, but not to the point where people have to necessarily go out of their way. You know what I mean? Like, I think if a director, well, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody is, is is casting somebody, and I actually read, it was a good point. I kind of agree, but I just necessarily don't know 100% of what's going on. But maybe somebody's casting a role, and the role is uh, a black person. And the director is like, well, we got more white people to choose from, so let's start there and see who the best actor is. That means they've already kind of discounted the fact that we're going to, What I guess what I'm saying is they should have started with, all right, who is our black pool of best actors that can portray this role? Why should even, why should it even, why should race even have to, anything to do with it? Why can't they be like, all right, who's the best actors and then completely ignore what race they are? Well, maybe I think uh, it, it depends on the origin of the story. If the, if this, the story's author, or even if it's a true story, um, if that's like a major thing like i mean if it didn't matter why would somebody go ahead and say this person was born in this country to korean parents and their mom well let's say it's a black a black dad and a korean mom but then they they find some dude in pakistan to play the role it just doesn't make sense it kind of, i don't know i guess that's what bothers people but i guess there's also a huge social justice warrior movement continuing on and to me it, to me it just doesn't personally bother me but i, I get why it's an issue for some but I'm not on either side of the fence there. Well, the reason it's a problem for me is because there is equality. Women have equal opportunity. They might not be equally represented, but okay. a woman, but a woman is just as like as just as able to go out and become anything she wants to be, regardless. Like there's nothing stopping a woman from doing literally anything. So in America, just, yeah, in America, like one thing I I. Uh, I feel it is necessary to bring up and it's kind of this idea of equality versus equity. It's, uh, do you, did you hear about what happened with the Baltimore museum of arts? No. And I'm actually like 20 minutes away from Baltimore. What happened? So basically they had, they had um, found out that 96% of their art was made by men. So they now will not for until further notice, men are not allowed to uh, have art pieces ex entered into the exhibit. And only women are allowed, and uh, they aren't going to judge art based on its merit, but based on the gender of the person who made it. Just to get the, just to make it so there's an equal number, and until then, it's they're not going to allow men to do anything. Now, even if there's a, there is objectively just a better art piece that's made by a man, they will deny it just because of in the name of equality. But it's not even real equality because women have a real. There are there still is that four percent. 
So there is an equality. Women can still get into the museum just because they're not equally in there. Like it's a re- like, let me break something down for you. Mm-hmm. I researched this. It's a Renaissance museum. I don't think a lot of women were painting back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, like, like what? It's so confusing to me. Like, where are you going to get the art from? Like, not to mention that, but if you're going to deny a piece of art and say, yeah, this is better, but, but you have a thing between your legs, which you didn't have any decision about it being there, but it's between your legs. So you, you, you can't be in here. Sorry. We're going to let some women in. Unfortunately, people in charge have to appeal to what's going to, I guess, make people happy and whether or not it's what's best or not. And it's kind of whack. Um, it kind of, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like allowing uh, black people and minorities and women into college just because they don't have enough of them, like the quota thing. Oh, like, affirmative action? Yeah, affirmative action. It's like you're literally saying to a white person, yeah, we're full. We can't accept any of you, but we're going to give these people a free ride because we don't have enough of them. Not because they're better than you, not because they're a better student or more qualified, but because they have brown skin. Like what? Yeah. That, that yeah, doesn't make I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they probably didn't think that one completely through. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want a doctor who was pushed through school who doesn't know anything yeah. about being a doctor at the end of the day. Yes. Uh, obviously, if he graduates, then he obviously completed the standard of graduating. But um, and I, I don't know, man. Uh, when it comes to that, I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I want to choose my words wisely, especially if this is going to be memorialized in, into the internet forever. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to run for president one day and say, "Hey, this guy's anti-affirmative action." So I, like, I, I hate to say it, but like when it comes to these these sort of things, they don't they don't necessarily like affect me. So I can't help it if it's not like on my radar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get help it. So, but affirmative the problem with it is, wouldn't you want for the betterment of society the jobs to be designated to those people most qualified and like the people who are best like suited for those jobs? Not just hey, the the media says and uh, public opinion says we should have this many black people, so we're just going to accept people who might not you know have gotten in otherwise. Yeah, and I think a sore spot is uh slavery still wasn't that long ago in, in the grander scheme of things so yeah uh i mean and i hate to say it, well the cis white male is being told more and more every day how they're less of a shit because i guess we don't understand how trans people think too so i mean like trans people don't understand <laughs> how trans people think I, i'm also indifferent on that because i'm i'm not a Maybe I'm just too privileged in my cis white mind. I don't know. Oh, yeah, clearly. Your opinion doesn't matter. But, um, like, I I know um, the, I like to talk about, like, the transgender debate because we, we talked about it the other day in class, and it's actually a really interesting debate. Like, because you have to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. If, if 50% or or if you can look at the numbers for this, right? So the the suicide rate or the attempted suicide, like the 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 chances of somebody with um, transgenderism committing like suicide or attempting suicide is just below fifty, like a Hold few on. percentage points below fifty. I think the term they're Slave? using medically is gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria. Okay, slaves did not have that high of a suicide rate. Uh, there is no other group in human history. I researched this. 
and I know this for a fact, that has had such a higher suicide rate. Not to say, and so are you really telling me that these people are being socially persecuted worse than every other group in history? Or are you telling me that it is a mental problem and there's something maybe not right there? Because in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, if 50% of a certain group and the group's characteristic, the defining characteristic of that group is being confused about their mind and their body, wants to commit suicide maybe that's a mentally unhealthy or unfit group and maybe they shouldn't be able to determine whether or not maybe a professional should be able to determine whether or not they even actually have this disease and should and should they be able to convert via surgery uh i think i think the suicide rates mostly come from the the feeling like they're they're wrong and messed up and they won't be accepted or whatever but i mean if you look at but that's not what I'm seeing, though. You see the suicide rates actually going up, and but you also see the acceptance for these type of, type of people going up drastically. Like, I know you've definitely seen the push for, like, LGBT community members and, like, trans people and the support for all of this stuff, which probably wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Like, the support's at an all-time high, and yet their suicide rates are, too. Oh, I've actually heard the opposite. I don't have anything to cite it right now, but I've heard the opposite. The more, the more acceptance and and like legislature, or whatever that's like, giving them the more recognition and rights. I think that's why they're being more out and marching. And there's, I don't know. I've heard the opposite. Yeah, I, that's I don't, I don't have that's anything thing that can happen. Like literally, there's a lot of like all. The, that's why I don't like. Um, that's why I don't like a lot of things because two sources can say a lot. Have you seen that? Like the there's a picture of this bar where CNN there's a TV with CNN on it and there's a TV with Fox news on it. And they're saying literally the opposite things. Yeah. Both, there could be a green square. CNN reports it as yellow. Fox news reported as red. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how they work. They have different demographics and different donors and different people that own the stuff with different political interests. I don't mess with those. Um, media is, is pretty trash. Um, that's why I try to look at the like studies and I don't consider a study a poll from CNN or Fox. Yeah. Uh, I, I look at CNN and I look at Fox and I look at everything because I feel like regardless of how stupid I think it is or how radical I think it is, I still have to pay attention to it. Cause I, one, I, I don't want to just like ignore these people and let them like come up with their own crazy ideas and then just be surprised about it like two months after it happened or something like that. I want to actually be informed on what's going on because a lot of what I hear on CNN actually genuinely terrifies me. Like, like this is what they really think. Like how, how, do, how do their viewers not know that that's that headline was blatantly twist, like twisted. Like I will read various headlines from like the New York times or like CNN. And it's like, you can clearly tell that they have an opinion and it's not an opinion piece. That's why we should uh we should pay more attention to like fact checking sites. Well, then who gets the fact check is then the question. I that I don't know any alignment of any fact checking site, but I still like they have just as much clout as CNN has or they have just as much clout as any other source has, so who are they to get to fact check? Yeah, true, but I think it would come down to individual skepticism. Like I don't take too much at face value. Um I mean, I might hear something, but the time to believe it is when there's enough evidence for it. And I'm not going to I'm not convinced of something just because an authoritative media outlet or even an authoritative uh, fact checking site says so. Like, I'll, I'll look into it because, there could, yeah, there could be like five different fact checking sites saying different things. 
But uh, that's why when I hate like people are arguing with me, I've been argued with people about the impeachment trial with people who haven't even watched the trial, but they'll watch CNN's like summary of the trial or they'll watch their opinion on what's happening. And I'm like, but dude, that's not what happened. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, Don Lemon said it did. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's not what the lawyer said. So I don't know what's going on here, but it's a lot of an- anecdotal stuff I'm seeing in my life where it, it, it just seems like like people are just saying, okay, well, this is the news. You can't question the news. And if you question the news, then you're a conspiracy theorist. But at the same time, we're going to delegitimize all of your sources because we don't agree with them politically. Like I've seen that stuff happening and it's gross. People are partisan. If their parents are Republican, they're probably going to be partisan uh, or probably going to be Republican too, because that's what they're growing up into. Now, if, uh, the way I understand the impeachment trial, and I don't, I don't really argue for or against. Like I said, I'm I work for the government, so I'm not going to sit here and bash anybody. But what I do see is one side of the people saying, "Hey, here's what we think he's doing something wrong. Here's a bunch of evidence," and then you got the people that are trying to defend that, saying, "Well, no, no, no that ain't real evidence. We have it. You can't have it because we don't believe what you're saying." We're going to block witnesses, subpoenas, and all this other stuff. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. And then, like, the same people that are doing that are saying this isn't a fair trial, but you want, well, to, block, you want to block your defense. There's been both sides really of the blocking witnesses, actually. Hmm. Like, when the Republicans wanted, um, they wanted Biden on the stand. They wanted Zelensky on the stand. They wanted a whole bunch of people on the stand. And they wanted to proceed and allow the Democrats to go through with their witnesses. And the White House sent Nancy Pelosi a letter talking about we will allow your witnesses if you comply with the rules of impeachment and she refused she was do- she wasn't doing it right within the hearings the tr- the the white house had asked them to comply with the rules nancy pelosi said no and so they said if you're not going to comply with the rules then you're we're not this isn't a real trial you're not and then and then like so when they tried to call their own, they tried to call their own. I don't agree that the Republicans should be arguing that uh, there should there shouldn't be witnesses because I think yeah I think the and either side should be able to recall any amount of people that they want and those people should be put on blast. Mm-hmm. And that just that's like well, they have they have they should have nothing to hide. But the reason that they're doing that is because of it's petty. It it, it is petty on the Republican side. They're saying that oh, because you didn't do this and because you didn't do that and because you didn't allow our witnesses, we're not allowing any witnesses. And yeah, it's kind of, they have a fair point, but it's still, it's petty, it's obnoxious. But one of the, one of the things I did want to do is kind of explain to you like the Republican side of the, or just the, the right and moderate side of the impeachment trial, because um, the way I heard you describe it didn't really like, it's not what I heard that like when, while listening to it, that's not how I interpreted it. And uh, the way I interpret it is the the Democrats are accusing uh, President Trump of withholding aid in order to uh, kind of apply pressure on the President Zelensky, president of Ukraine, in order to get him to uh, investigate Joe Biden, a political opponent of his. Now, there's right. several things. There's several things wrong with that premise. One. President Zelensky stated himself that a there was no pressure in that phone call and that he didn't even know the aid was being withheld. So how are you going to tell me they the two had anything to do with each other if he didn't even know until a month after? That's a fact. B. President Trump has been trying to investigate this in Ukraine 
since before Biden announced he was running for president, therefore he would have he would not have gotten any political gain by starting the investigation when he did. Like, there's a lot of things where where people don't even when I tell people that it's like they're hearing it for the first time. And I'm like, no, this is what the Republicans have been saying the whole time. That's what the president of Ukraine has been saying the whole time. And then and then they're like, oh, they won't allow John Bolton. They won't allow John Bolton onto the stand. And it's like, what did what, what does John Bolton know? John Bol- Bolton said Trump told him that it was for um, it was for uh, it was for political gain. But you know who said it wasn't for political gain? President Zelensky. So whose word are you going to believe? Some guy over some hearsay saying that, oh, uh, yeah, I, I heard this from the president. Are you going to say no, I spoke or are you going to listen to the guy who said, no, I spoke to the president. This didn't happen. Like, that's what I see. And then I'm not even saying that I think Trump did nothing wrong. I'm saying they don't have evidence that he did anything wrong. I'm saying they have hearsay. They don't have a smoking gun saying this is the proof that Donald Trump's intent by withholding the aid was to get them to investigate them. In fact, the aid being withheld wasn't even mentioned in the phone call with the favor. Not what not once. I've never seen I've seen what was allegedly the actual transcript. But if they're going to allow what they say is the transcript. I've heard it wasn't even. The full transcript. It was just what they allowed. Anybody can just but, claim that. How do you yeah, know that? I'm, that's what I'm saying. You can't. And if I think if they're saying, hey, we're trying to subpoena these people to try to get that information, and they're saying, no, nah, man, block those subpoenas. I think well, it's, it's kind of fish. I'm not saying I, I like it, it truly for me. Well, then why are they really... blocking President Zelensky? They won't let him try, and they won't let Joe Biden, the one they did you know? That the prosecutor, a prosecutor general in Ukraine, has called for criminal, um, for criminal charges against Joe Biden for what Trump asked him to investigate. So Trump was right, or not? Trump is right, but but Ukraine agrees with what Trump believes and would have been okay with burden sharing. Well, that's why I don't know anything. I don't know any, too much about what's going on with Biden. I honestly don't. But yeah, so the point of this, the, my point to you is, if if Trump, let's say Trump did. Let's just say for argument's sake, just so the Democrats can have a win, let's say that even let's say that Trump did do it for political gain. But Ukraine is also saying that Biden did Biden was corrupt and he did interfere in the election and he was doing he was doing some shady stuff in Ukraine and he needs to be a criminally charged and he got Victor Shokin fired. Like because and he threatened Joe Biden literally said, You do not get this billion dollars with of of military aid unless you fire this person and then he got fired and that i will show you the clip of him saying that oh i actually okay i think i think the main difference there i oh, dang where did i oh, read it or here oh, is i think, no, I, think Biden, I get that congress approved that but is that not in essence the same thing no but i think the, the other thing is i think the claim that the democrats are making is that trump did that without any kind of uh congressional approval so that's why it was kind of like a behind the scenes thing the department of accountability has said specifically that this is doing it without congressional approval is in itself a violation they said that it was wrong and he shouldn't do it but they also said there's a punishment that is an impeachment for it and basically congress would just yell at him or he would get he would, not Congress. He would get just he would just get um talked to by somebody. But it's not something that you could actually impeach him for. Like the Ad- Department of Have Accountability you- said that he did something wrong, but was like, yeah, there's not really there is already a uh, punishment in place for this. People impeaching him, they didn't I say think, that. Uh, it's the 
gist think, of what you said. So it's not, yeah, it's not just uh, presidents or vice presidents that get, can get impeached. I think anybody holding any kind of like federal political office or whatever can get impeached. And I think a lot of people have been impeached for much less. Much less with, yeah, uh, much less than he's being accused of, but you'd have to prove it first. That's my point. Right. And I, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to do that if you're saying, blocking witnesses and subpoenas that's all i'm saying you can't have a fair trial if you're not going to play fair and if they're both sides don't want to play fair then it's all just a big sham and waste of money and time and great let's you know the, the democrats have always said all in the mainstream media are uh, i've seen it from cnn msnbc i've even seen it from fox i've seen it from all sides of the spectrum nbc saying that even if they, that, that they, they don't even believe that Trump will be impeached or removed from office because, uh, because of uh, how many Republicans are in the Senate, they're just doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. I think they're doing it because it, it distracts them from his everyday job, and it's going to make it harder for him to win re-election with this under his head. Ooh, President Trump? I think it's, yeah. they're trying to distract him from doing his job? Oh. That's how I see it. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of points to and to and against that. I mean, one of them is like, uh, I think the dude golfs too much. <laughs> you know, like it was Obama, though, right? Like five times more than Obama. Oh. Yeah. I, there's there's sites and stuff that can track. Trust me, dude. Trump is by in. far not a perfect dude. He stole from his own charity to to have a six foot painting of himself made. Yeah, I remember that. There's like, a lot of stuff that, like, you got to have some common sense. Like, if you're going to be held in high regard, you can't be slipping up and doing dumb stuff. <laughs> you can't. And if that was your argument, if they wanted to impeach him for that, I, that would have been a stronger case in my eyes because he actually did that, and he had to pay out $2 million to the charity, and then he had his rights of being a charity owner uh, revoked. And, yeah, he's done shady stuff, and he's said some really stupid things, and he's a bad mouth, or he's a bad mouth, a potty mouth, and, like, he's just a loud mouth, and he can't keep his mouth closed. He just rambles on too long, and he just says things presidents should never say. On the other hand, if you should be impeaching him for that if you don't like that, because so far, what they're trying to accuse him of, what – all right, so, so tell me. These people that they're trying to subpoena, right? How would they contribute to them proving the intent? What was going through Donald Trump's mind when he asked for this favor? Because as- don't know until we see it. Yeah, but that's the thing. This, apparently, there's there's correspondence and, and other things. This whole thing is he said, she said, that's fine. But like, I think if they really wanted to go after something, I think they should have stayed on the tax return thing the financial gains and how he says like, Oh, I'm not taking money from this and that, but he still has so much uh, more of his private property and promoting like, you know, stuff with Trump tower and all these different country. Just, it's too messy. It's what so I, messy. The emol- I think the emoluments cause, I think is how you say it would have been a stronger case than a phone call with the president of Ukraine about Biden. You know what I think is really funny. I think that Trump isn't releasing his tax forms just so when it does, it can come out that there's basically it's basically nothing and that like it'll just be a huge win for Trump because they've been arguing for his tax for years. And so if it comes out that there's literally nothing on them, then they'll just it'll be it'll be just hilarious. That it'll would be, be for but Trump. I also man, I'm not sure what the 
the court, uh, the New York Supreme Court is doing. I think they're, I think they're waiting for him not to be president anymore, so they can formally charge him with stuff. And I think they have enough. But I think that's why they're fighting so hard to keep Trump in office, so that all the senators below him can stay in office because he won't endorse them. And that's why I think, I think if this was like a closed door trial and everybody had the ability to do an anonymous vote, I think, I think things would be different. Um, but that's just not how it works. So I guess there, people need to know who the representatives are, are voting for. You know, that stuff has to be transparent to the American people. So um, truth, truth is not a matter in this whole case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just a giant yeah. What do you think is going to, what do you think the outcome, if you just had to predict something like, do you think uh, it's likely that president Trump's going to be impeached with the information we have now? Because basically what you're well, saying is you're saying to me is, the reason you can't the reason you can't um like you don't have the evidence is because they're blocking subpoenas that's what i understand i don't know that for a certain i don't know what they're blocking you just exactly. admitted to me a huge flaw you just said that you don't have the evidence because you haven't subpoenaed them or the subpoenas were blocked that means why did you move forward with an impeachment if you didn't have the evidence to convict them on hand like the hearings, the point of the hearings was was for the witnesses. Because I, from what I understood, it, uh, I guess Pelosi could have held on to the articles for as long as she wanted, and the whole thing was, I just want to make sure we have a fair trial. But there's nothing like, apparently, even if he gets reelected again, more evidence can come forward after the fact, and they can still bring the articles. From what I understand, or maybe that was what I understood before they're actually going to the Senate trial. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but um. So Pelosi was – I didn't I, – I had no idea why Pelosi was withholding it. So it was because what? She was waiting for more evidence? No, because I think – no, because I think McConnell was like, hey, you bring this to us. We're just going to vote you down. And she's like, well, I want, a, I want a fair trial. Obviously, this is summarizing my understanding of it. I might not have a, a huge amount of clarity on it, but that, that was my understanding. So the okay. outcome truly – Here's the thing. Can I explain something to you like that's really in my mind what impeachment at its heart is supposed to be like if you the Democrats have not only not convinced a single Republican, but they've defected a Democrat to the Republican side. And not only that, but Trump's uh, Trump's support among his among his base is at an all time high. So you haven't convinced anybody on the right side. Doesn't that say anything to you? that maybe The people who don't disagree, who don't agree with the Democrats like I've been hearing the opposite. they aren't convincing anybody though so maybe they're just the only people who believe it is them i don't know I've, I've been hearing some of the opposite stuff like i think when they had a vote just recently at the senate i think actually one republican voted with the democrats on a particular thing i don't remember what it was just hearsay from me but if that's true then that's no the one republican voted to have one of the Republicans said he would vote to have witnesses, but none yeah. of them said that they would vote to um, because I think I'm a, I'm more right leaning. I'm not a Republican, but I'm more right leaning to the point. But and I still think they should have all of the witnesses that anyone thinks is relevant to the case because that that's how a fair trial works. But is it not telling that they're like, no, we don't want we don't want you to have your witnesses and that a little bit telling like if if the witnesses well, are just going to them. If you they're just going to embarrass the Democrats and prove your case that you're not guilty, not necessarily innocent, but not guilty because they're two different things. Like, OJ, he might be not guilty, but he might not be innocent as well. Um, that's just how trials and stuff work. But um, it, well, it's just telling to me that, like, look, if, if you have 
something that can clear your name, why not bring it to the trial? Why not shut everybody up and be like, see, not okay. that's not what you thought. You can shove your articles up your ass. Then I could ask um, you the same question about I could ask you the same question about President Zelensky or Biden being put on trial. Their argument to that was, oh, it's not relevant to the case. But when Democrats or when Republicans make the same argument, they call it an unfair trial. The whole thing's a sham. I think they're both yeah, it, it really is. It's they're upsetting. Like I, think, I they, <laughs> they don't even believe they're going to win. They're wasting time and money. I think maybe yeah. the Democrats want to show... I think they might have enough to try to prove that, like, to the American people or whatever, like, hey, you know, look at this. We provided all this evidence. The other side, they've only said, no, but look at this over here. Look at Biden and what he's done. He did it, too. We do this kind of stuff all the time. Shouldn't be uh, removal from office. And we're not going to let anybody win. I think the Democrats want to, like, highlight that more so than what they actually have, just so that the American people can be like, look, see, they were right. But it's all about particular skepticism and not hardcore loyalty to a particular party. Well, Trump's defense isn't that, oh, look at Biden or, oh, look at all this stuff and this should be okay. They're saying if he did do it, first of all, you couldn't impeach him over it. But second of all, the very person you're saying was threatened and pressured is saying it never happened. That's their defense. They're saying he didn't even know about aid being withheld. So how can you threaten him to do a favor for you if if he doesn't even know he's being threatened? If he doesn't even know that his the aid's in jeopardy whatsoever. I don't know. We might not even have the the entire context over that. If I'm not saying it's the case, but if I felt like maybe there were some uh, repercussions for me saying anything other than that, then I might be just stick to that story to get what I need for my for my country. <laughs> but but. But uh, Ukrainian officials are actively all like there. None of them have come out and, and slandered the president. Well, not that I've seen, but I've seen a lot of them come out and say, no, Biden and Burisma were really corrupt. And they they specifically like got Victor like Victor Shokin is one of them who's saying like, dude, Biden is corrupt. We need to we need to prosecute him. Criminal charges in the USA need to be pressed on him. So it's it's both sides. There's there's a lot of arguments for both sides. And if I see a smoking gun from the Democrats, fine. They proved it. They win. But until that point, they aren't going to convince me and they aren't going to convince anybody else on the right. Because I think it's I think this whole trial is akin to like, hey, we really think you killed somebody. But then all of a sudden the murderer is the one kind of like in charge of the trial. Mm -hmm. Whether whether or not it can be. Or the person accused of murder. I'm not going to say the murderer, but somebody accused of murder who can be like, I have the evidence whether or not it's going to you know, exonerate me or not. You ain't getting it. So good luck. Well, Huge we, all agree, we all can treat, agree that Trump is pretty like brash with what he does or brash. Like he he's like he like the way the, the example I've always heard is Trump isn't a racist and Trump isn't like. And there aren't aliens because if Trump was a racist, he wouldn't be able to stop saying it. And if there were aliens, Trump would have said it by now because he can't keep anything to his mouth. Like he can't keep anything shut. I don't think he doesn't lie. I have like he says a lot of things that aren't true. And like the Parnes thing, like how he was like, oh, I never I never met Parnes. Like I don't know that guy. And then and then there's a picture of him. 
<laughs> together, like shaking hands basically. And it's like, okay, buddy. Well, I don't want to be an apologist for what Trump did because there could be a lot of different things that went on, but we, I think we have like 180 different ambassadors. Don't we? I, I mean, know. like we, he had to have met them all. So at some point it's like, yeah. How many people do you think the president even meets in a day? That, that, that he must not even think about as soon as the conversation or the handshake is over. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he comes into a contact with a lot of people, but, I mean... And, and it's if, like... If somebody, I think he also released, like, a long, hour-long conversation or something with him sitting at a table while they were talking political stuff. Really? Yeah, I think it's on SoundCloud. Have you, have you seen it? Oh, is that the... Is that the, um, the leaked tape from 2018? where he was specifically saying they need to investigate Biden and everything like that? Uh, I just skimmed it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I don't really have time to listen to somebody's dinner conversation. But um, but I well, skimmed it, and I guess people's comments at particular sections were like, yeah, this is where he said he needed to get rid of what's-her-name in the Ukraine for saying something to the officials over there, like, hey, uh, you know, hold on, he's, he's about to get impeached. Don't make this kind of decision yet or something like that. And he was like, get rid of her. Get rid of her. And I guess they're making a big deal about that. Oh, well, this is this is why. OK, I heard about that. That woman was like the woman was like, don't do this because we need to wait on this policy because the president would agree with it. He's going to be impeached soon to me. If I'm a boss and my employee says, hold on, don't worry. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about Bryce, because, you know, he's going to be fired soon. Corporate doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire you. Don't undermine my authority. You're supposed to be working for me. Don't undermine. No, go get out of my country or get out of my get out of my White House. I'm yeah, the boss. I, I don't know how much there's. There's supposed to be like what three different separation of powers or whatever, and I'm not sure where exactly the Department of State, yeah. ambassador stuff. I don't know where they they lie but, in all that. But when you're rooting for your yeah. president to be impeached, it's kind of it's kind of a conflict of interest. You shouldn't be working there because he has to worry about leakers every single with every single employee he hires. He has to worry about leakers because that's such a big problem that he's had that if he has somebody who's actively advocating for points against him, he has to get him out. He has no other choice. The only personal qualm I have with everything is uh, kind of the hypocrisy when. I guess, you know, everybody's still screaming Hillary's emails, Hillary's emails, but then he's still, he's talking classified stuff on like his personal cell phone and sending text, whatever, use an email, like whatever. We can go ahead and nix both that. Let's call it neutral. But then again, when he messes with uh, the veterans stuff where I think that was the one where he got his painting done. I think he took money out of that. Is that the one? I know. I know it was. And then the fact that he uh, wanted to side with like publicly side with one of our, national threats of russia uh and and ignore you know the advice of the the intelligence community that can, it's well, kind of like that feels kind of like a personal jab to me did you break that down actually what's that uh how he wanted to side with russia and like how it could have hurt us how it could have harmed us and how it could have benefited us and what why he wanted to and why people didn't want him to it, it's loyalty to a, a president of a foreign nation that's traditionally our enemy versus your own intelligence community who's so is it, job and purposes to do that. So your that, your point why. is we should instead of trying to make peace like because they've been our enemy in the past, not try to come to any sort of compromise. Yeah, but to 
dismiss your entire intelligence community on people who've been doing like the intelligence people that I know, especially like civilians have been doing this job. They're in there. They're doing it for like 30, 40 years. They know how this works. But then a president yeah. is like, nah, man, I, I got this. Yeah. I hate when he does. There. It's, it's, I hate I, when he, I know, I know you said earlier that you like, you want the best people in the best position to be qualified for the job they're doing. <laughs> this yeah. guy, I think he just wants accolades. Okay, I don't I think, think Trump it. is the most qualified person to be in office, but I think that he is the best thing for this country right now. Like what I, like with all the um with the common perception the American person has of a Republican, most people don't even pay attention to to politics because of how fed up they are with politics and how fake it is and how like you said the whole thing is a sham. Mm-hmm. with impeachment people are so fed up with politicians and everything we needed a trump we needed some normal guy to just come in whatever is honestly on his mind tell how he feels and then just shake up the game that's what i see has happened he started he came in he started ripping things down and putting up his own stuff because we needed a change yeah maybe and then uh hopefully at the end of it you can weigh out the pros and cons and there's a better silver lining and we can uh, get better from here <laughs> well the way i see it is socially He's a bad president because he says a lot of stupid things, but economically, he's a great president. And I think we'd be in a lot worse position right now if we had uh, had Hillary. I don't know about economically because what trends actually show, I think, like he's when the economy is going to do good, he's going to say, yeah, this is all me. But if it goes bad, he's going to blame Obama. You know what I mean? But but are reality, you in reality is, the reality is it's not an overnight thing. Like when somebody has policies and trade stuff in place that really doesn't start showing until probably the next four years. So the good economy that he was like taking credit for was like the result of. I've heard that. So stuff that Obama did. And then Obama, when it was good or bad in his favor, it was the decisions before him. And that's why people want to maintain. I'm not talking about general trends in economics because, you know, I I've heard that argument before too, and that it does take a few years for certain policies to really affect us. But genuinely because of directly because of him like and policies he's put in the stock market's gone up like we are now en- energy um independent we our energy sector is booming now because of all the restrictions he's ripped down um there's a lot of things that are going on that are directly his fault like the na- the new nafta deal that he just put into place like there's a lot of things where he's directly benefiting our economy greatly I wish I was an economics major or I wish I understood that more. I just know going to work, hoping I get a good tax return this year <laughs> for 2019. Yeah. I mean, our tax, I hope it, I hope it affects it. Taxes, tax returns apparently under Trump were higher than they were under Obama in the last couple of presidents. Uh, can you confirm that? I don't, I don't get taxes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, shoot. I, I just do things differently now. I, I found out ways to to make sure that the taxes for my paychecks are taken out in the beginning so that I can get more back at the end. Lump sum. That's I'm just trying to learn how taxes work still to this day. I still don't know. I need some a professional to do it for me still. But um What candidate do you specifically uh like advocate for? Who 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 is your favorite? Who do you like? I haven't even paid attention to who a candidate is. I know Biden's out there still touching people weirdly and uh and having his eye um <laughs> his blood vessels burst on camera not knowing what state he's in 
Did you see that? He was at an Iowa rally and he was like, what's up, Michigan? Basically. <laughs> like, that's... I don't know if it was exactly Iowa and Michigan, but basically that's that's what happened. And then he's on he's on the news being questioned by an interviewer and you just see something move in his eye and then his entire eyeball fills with red. It's just a <laughs> rage problem. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, when it comes to candidates, I should have, but I never have yet. I've never voted in my entire life. Maybe for like fourth grade class president and who the mailman should be when you can write <laughs> letters to other kids in other classes. But that was it. I have never, like every time I've, it came time to, to vote, I was always deployed. I didn't really care. Uh, yeah, I just don't care. I know that people say it matters, but I, I have a strong feeling that it really doesn't, especially the way I think. What is, oh, shoot, what's that, what's that thing called? The, the crap where everybody maps out all the red and blue states. Shoot, I can't uh, even work for it. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you mean, though. Like, my life wouldn't be any different if Hillary were president right now. Like, I'd be yeah. doing the same thing, I would nothing would change. And you know, I, I guess that's where it really comes down to it. Like, it doesn't matter really who's in all- the thing. The thing about it is I like Donald Trump as a person because I think he's funny. Like, have you seen have you seen uh, when Obama announced the killing of like Osama bin Laden? He's like, I regret to inform. Uh, not I regret to. He's like, but he's like, he made it a very somber occasion. He was like very like relaxed and, and calm. And then Trump was like, booyah, we got him. We killed yeah. him like a dog. Like, that's why like, he's like. He's saying what's on his mind. He's he's being honest. He's not hiding. He's not he's not putting on this PR guise of being the person everyone wants to like see on TV. He's just being himself and saying what he wants to say. Yeah, he's definitely a thousand percent less diplomatic than Obama. <laughs> yeah, a and a lot of people see that as a bad reason. Like my my college professor, like who teaches at Cornell, he told me that he showed me that, and he was like, "Now do you hate him?" And I'm like, "No, I like him more." That's hilarious. Like when 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 the when the alternative is either Bernie Sanders or Biden, I'm sorry. I can't go with a guy whose people in his campaign, four people in Bernie Sanders campaign have been on recording, like 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 people wired them on recording actively um advocating for like communist views, like harsh like like candid like candid conversations of them actually being communist and saying they if they had the choice like if trump wins again uh they're gonna blow off his head stuff like that and if like if um if they don't win they're gonna march into or if they win they're gonna march into msnbc and drag out um reporters by their hair and set them fire set them on fire in the streets really (laughs) yeah really Stuff like that, where you just be like, they said that. Are you for real? And you see them. And this is this is Bernie Sanders' recruitment manager. This is the guy who's going out and making people get in. Like, he's bringing people into the Bernie camp. So I can't do that. And then Bernie, when he's questioned about it, refuses to disavow it. In fact, he says, guys, don't speak candidly anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, guys, keep it to yourself. Instead of actually saying, this is bad, I don't believe in this. He's like, nope, sorry. Every... Don't. Every single argument can be almost molded into a weapon that could be placed on any person or candidate. Because if you're like, oh, I don't like the way they said that. But then you're like, damn, I love how Trump says what's on his mind and not candid about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you can do that either way. But to me, I personally don't like let politics mess my life up too much. I don't I don't I. OK, how about this? Might, then? Huh? How about this then? Bernie Sanders said 
this roughly along the lines of this decision I'm making will make the undocumented community very happy, and I'm proud of that. Is that not gross to you? Does that not stand out as something a president shouldn't say that he's literally appealing to the he, – he might as well have said criminal community because undocumented means you're illegally in this country. That might be step one in like a way bigger plan to keep his party in power because if more undocumented people come over here, maybe they'll eventually get voting rights and they'll just keep voting them in power to bring more undocumented people over here. It's all messed Dude. up. I'm just, I just I'm not, talked I'm not saying for or against that, but I'm saying that could be like a thing. I'm not discounting anybody for anything, but if if something starts to become a direct threat to like me, my family, their well being, their income, then I'll stand up against that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, but I'm not going to take party line sides and. Plus yeah, I fair enough. So I, you know, I just for, think. I just the way I see it is Democrats do a lot of slimy stuff and then and then like knock down Republicans for the same thing. But Republicans will just be more more objective and knock down everybody. Like when I see um, like I literally Joe Biden's wife was campaigning in Mexico and nobody said anything about it. She was campaigning in a different country so her husband could win president of the United States. What? Seems counterintuitive. It's just not. Yeah, it's crazy. Like and there's a there's a few others um, that are running that actually I think Pete Buttigieg actually went down there too, which of course Pete Buttigieg would go down there, like that guy is actually insane. Have you heard? Like he's like, yes, we will take your guns. We will barge oh, into yeah. your. Isn't he the Virginia guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, okay, good luck, buddy. <laughs> Dude, have you seen um all of the the Virginia two uh, A sanctuaries popping up? The two what? The the Second Amendment sanctuaries. No. What is that? So basically, entire counties are like, we don't agree with the new laws that Virginia are placing on, um, like, guns. So mm-hmm. if you come here, and you don't have to follow them. Oh, uh, okay. Well. That's, that's awesome, honestly. Because, like, we keep seeing the Second Amendment being, like, chipped away at. And so for people to actually, like, kind of put their foot down is encouraging. Yeah, that's nice, but I, I'll just say this. I still think Texas is the greatest country in the world. That's why the Russians didn't invade it. There was like a declassified <laughs> document where the Russians were apparently – there was like a declassified plan for an attack, and the Russians, the Russians left out Texas at like entirely because there were too many guns there in the hands of the citizens. They just – no, they couldn't. Probably too hot. They probably all died of dehydration before they got anywhere near it. You know what upsets me? When people make the argument to me, they're like, the Second Amendment doesn't matter because the government has tanks. And it's like, are they going to put a tank on every street corner? Is that how they're going to police people with tanks and missiles? Really? <laughs> no, you need you need people on the ground, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. When people are so like just out of the loop and they, they just say stupid stuff like that and they repeat it to themselves, it, it's an echo chamber and it's just – it's annoying. I hate it. It happens all the time in my school. And then when I, I, I correct people on it or they, or like, I'll, I'll show people like maybe my point of view and they'll either, they'll get really upset and they'll be like, that's not true. I've never heard that. I'll show them the proof and then they'll just won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> Anti-gun folks. Yeah. It's, it's oh, ask them uh, what's, what's illegal in New York right now uh, or the majority of the United States. Uh, let's see, I don't know. Cocaine. Yeah. It's every, nobody's doing cocaine anymore now that it's illegal. So, 
Mm-hmm. So same with guns. I've heard I've heard um people say, Oh, no, we no should do it for the listeners. I'm not really thinking that nobody does cocaine. Okay. <laughs> they want that well, to be over. Okay. Oh, that I, you actually bring up a good point, right? You're saying their their arguments are we should ban guns because they they can be used as weapons of mass destruction, right? Okay. Well, if I plan on go- buying an AR-15 and killing 30 people, I don't care where I get the gun. I don't care if it comes from a gun store. I don't care if it comes from Uncle Timmy. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter to me how I get that gun. I'm going to get it, whether that be legally or Ill- illegally. So all you're hurting when you put in those laws are legal law-abiding citizens. You're just making it harder for them to get guns. The people who still want to kill people, the crazy people who go out and do their thing will still go out and do it. Now, yeah, I, stop. Will not, I will not advocate for like banning guns and um, uh, or magazine capacities and things like that. But I will say I think somebody should be qualified. Uh, yeah, mentally. Yes, because, I agree with that completely. There was a guy in the Air Force who was who had mental issues. Just look up Air Force murderer guy or something. Somebody sold a gun to a guy who was mentally messed up and that's why he got discharged from the air force or he or he left the air force with like ptsd and i guess some domestic violence issues went out and bought a gun weird he had all these indicators so there are there are certain things that i think you should ban certain people but not harm you know everybody in the process by banning the capability of having a gun I think it, it, it can never be done in a perfect way where you're banning people by categoric like things that you can say if this is X, if X is true about you, then you can't get a gun. I think it should be more on an individual level where you have to be certified and then qualified and then put through a rigorous process to see if you can own one or not. But saying that if you if you're considered crazy or if you've ever taken a Xanax for anxiety, you shouldn't own a gun is kind of ridiculous. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to say on an individual basis, then they're going to have to go get a doctor's note saying that they're good now. <laughs> yeah, and it's not hard but to... if somebody's medicated to keep their chemical balance in their brain, who's to say they get a gun legally and then uh, they can't get access to the medication because, you know, the medical, the med- uh, big pharma or whatever, and the medical insurance in this country is all jacked up, so maybe he can't afford it. So he, he misses medication and he's going to go kill somebody because he's crazy because he misses medication. Yeah. And that's a lot of what you see in um, well, a lot of you... school shooters you see are on Prozac or on a different any other name. Like they're all on antipsychotics. Yeah. How do you fix the bigger issue? That's all. You... I don't know how. I don't have the answers. But if I ever do, maybe I'll campaign. <laughs> Joel for president. Sadly, that's all I have in store for you today. That was my uncle Joel. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. This has been an interesting episode. It's really fun to have a guest on that is of this caliber. You know, it's it's pretty cool. And next time, I should have a guest on um, within the next few episodes who, little sneak peek, he's a professor. And, you know, the college he teaches at is Cornell. So you want to, uh, you know, listen to that one, stay tuned. I got that coming up for you guys. I might have some other really interesting guests. I have a lawyer who wants to come on, too. I have a whole list of people who plan to come on. So at some point, if you want to come on, too, you can leave a voice comment on the podcast and uh, or just talk to me, find a way to get in contact with me, and uh, ask me, and I will most definitely let you on the podcast because uh, I enjoy talking to people. So if you enjoyed this, uh, please... Uh, 
you know, do your thing. Do what I, you already know what you got to do. I'm not going to make you do it, but thank you for watching.